In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. We have a little baby in the room with us. His name is Isaac, and he loves Jesus as a little baby. He's several months old, and he's just beautiful. Today I want to tell you that you are an overcomer. You see, I don't feel like an overcomer. In Christ, we have overcome all obstacles. I want to also tell you, there are people who have all these obstacles, but you need to deal with them one at a time. You can't deal with them all at once. They'll, they'll barrage you. They'll frighten you. They'll make you absolutely paralyzed in fear. You need to deal with one thing at a time. And after you finish with the one thing, go to the next thing. I call it the lunchbox theory. I did it in seminary. I had all these exams I needed to do, so I would remember to take one at a time and study for them. I couldn't think of all of them at once. It would have been too much. I would have been paralyzed. So today you're an overcomer one thing at a time. Do it in the name of Jesus. I'm looking at John's Gospel, the first chapter, the 35th verse. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. Now, who are these disciples? Andrew and John. As he walked, as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. This is the sacrificial Lamb who will die on a cross and who will shed his blood for you and for me. Look, here is the Lamb of God. In heaven we have the Lamb of God. I saw one like a Lamb of God, and he was the one that opened the seals. The two disciples heard him say this, John the Baptist, and they followed Jesus. They left John and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? That's a very good question. Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the peace of Jesus? Are you looking for a Mercedes-Benz? I'm looking for the presence of God. That's what I want. Everything else follows. They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. I tell you, he showed them more than a room where he was staying. He was staying in the midst of his father. He and the father are one. They came and saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Why four o'clock? That's when their lives were changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. My life was changed the last Sunday in August. 
1968, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, my life was changed as I saw these flowers giving glory to God. I told the Lord, you can have my life. And you know what? He took it, and he continues to take it. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe you can't say, I was born again experience at a certain time, but it came gradually to you. Oh, yes, it came gradually to you. And you don't think of the world the way you thought of the world before. You think of the world in terms of Jesus. One of the two who heard John the Baptist speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed one. He brought Simon to Jesus. I love Andrew. He brings all these people to Jesus. He brought his brother Simon to Jesus. He brought the little boy with his lunch to Jesus. He brought the Greeks to Jesus. I love Andrew because he is the evangelist of the apostles, bringing people to Jesus and Jesus to people. He brought Simon to Jesus, who has looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Kephas, which just means Peter, or rock. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law has also wrote about, and the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to, said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. And when Jesus saw Nathanael, Coming toward him, he said to him, Here is a truly Israelite man in whom there is no guile, no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Now I won't tell you. First, he said, could anything good come out of Nazareth? What was happening under the fig tree? Nobody knows. I think uh, Nathaniel was being converted. I think God was touching him. I think God was touching him and that things were happening. And Jesus knew it because he's the Lord. And Nathaniel says, you are the king of Israel. Do you believe because I said that I called you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Oh yes, you'll see greater things than these, the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. I tell you, it's all about Jesus. The Gospels are all about Jesus. The Bible is all about Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, 
all about Jesus and what we're going to do with him. Who do you say that Jesus is? Well, he's a prophet. I know a lot of Jewish people say he's a prophet. Well, I'm telling you, if he's only a prophet, he lied because he said before Abraham was, I am. He said that he was God. Oh, yes. He's more than a prophet. Some people say he's a great teacher. He's more than a great teacher. He is the Lord. He is the second person in the Blessed Trinity. He is God Almighty in the flesh. The Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Alleluia. Chapter 2 of John. The third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come, the hour of glorification on the cross and resurrection. Oh, yes. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you to. She knew that he was going to do something. She probably had seen miracles that he had done as a little boy. She knew that Jesus was powerful. Do whatever he tells you to. Now, if you want to follow Mary, you just do what she says. Do whatever Jesus tells you to. Don't do anything else. Just do what Jesus tells you to. So Mary said, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. And when the steward tasted the water that had become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine, after the guests have done become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The good wine was saved last. Why? Because Jesus made it. Anything Jesus makes is the best. Oh yes, your conversion is the best, because Jesus made it possible. You see, I know I was baptized as a baby, and I received the Holy Spirit. But at 21, I had the new birth experience. Oh yes, he's going to talk about that with Nicodemus now the new birth experience. And I not only had that in that upper room in August, the last Sunday of 
of August in 68. I also had the baptism of the Spirit. Oh, yes, what the Church needs now is the new birth experience and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, that's what the Church needs. Not another meeting. We have enough meetings going on. We need Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit so that we can be shepherds of the sheep. Who is the good shepherd? Jesus. And we shepherd and we co-labor with Jesus. He is the shepherd, always the shepherd. So let me continue. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and with his brothers and his disciples, and they remained there a few days. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem in the temple. He found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. What does Jesus do? Jesus makes a whip of cords. He drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for the house of God will consume me, consume me. I tell you, Jesus did not like the buying and selling in the temple, even though they were the ones that are going to be sacrificed. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? This is the thing that put the last nail on the coffin, destroying uh, the money changers and throwing out the cattle, throwing out the ox, throwing out the wild beasts, throwing out the doves. Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Oh, yes. I will raise this temple up in three days. Speaking of the temple of his body, do you know you're going to have a resurrection too? Do you know that we believe in the resurrection? That when the Lord comes the seed of our bodies will be changed into the glory of God, resurrected people. Oh, yes, we believe in the resurrection. We believe in the resurrection. Let's continue. 
when he was in Jerusalem during Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part would not entrust himself to them because Jesus knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone for he himself knew what was in everyone. Jesus does not want himself to be captured by people. Jesus has a mind of his own. After he does a great thing, he usually goes to the mountains and prays to the Father. Oh yes, Jesus has a mind of his own. He knows what he wants, and he does not want the people to take him. We remember in one of the scriptures in John, after he had multiplied fish and bread, they wanted to make him a king. Jesus said, no, I want the cross. And he withdrew to the mountains to pray. It was a temptation. It was a temptation. Three of St. John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless one is born again and born above, born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born again, born for water and the Spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? He didn't understand these things. I'll tell you, Nicodemus became a disciple. At the end of John's Gospel, Nicodemus buys stuff to anoint his body. Chapter 3, verse 11. Truly, truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up 
the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus is prophesying that he has to be lifted up on a tree, on a cross. Oh, yes. And we need to know that is our experience of salvation. He shed his precious blood for us, for the remission of sins. On the cross, he became the sacrifice so that we who have repented and believe in his name would have new life in the Holy Spirit. This is real. This is real. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Do you know, John 3.16, that God so loved the world, God so loved you, that he gave his only Son in crucifixion, so that everyone who believes in the Son may not perish, go to hell, but may have eternal life. Oh, yes, God so loved you that he gave his only begotten Son, so that you who believe in him may not perish, but have eternal life. He did this for you. He did this for me. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in the Son are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe that he died for your sins? Do you believe that you repented of your sins? Do you believe that he is your Lord and your Savior? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Do you believe this? These are the basic things. We're not talking about meat. We're talking about milk. These are the basic experiences of the people who love Jesus, that he died for us and that we will no longer have to die in our sin, for he has forgiven our sin through the blood of the cross. Precious blood of Jesus, have mercy on us. Precious blood of Jesus, wash us clean. Precious blood of Jesus, inebriate us. Precious blood of Jesus, my salvation. Precious blood of Jesus, I hope in you. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, 
pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. What have we learned today? Oh, we've learned that Jesus is the very Son of God. He is the King of Israel. We learn today that he can understand people who are far off and know what they were thinking, like he did with Nathaniel. What else have we learned today? That he had to go to the cross for the remission of our sins. He had to die in place of you, in place of me. He had to die and be raised up on the third day. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Well, he's talking about the cross, and three days he has the resurrection. Oh, yes, we've learned all these things. We've learned that Nicodemus became a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say one more thing. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.